0: Hey Sox fans, welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, a local fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast hosted by Nick Morowski and Pat Hester. Hey Sox fans, welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, episode 222. I am Nick morowski and this is a fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast. Find it everywhere. We are everywhere. Uh, what a week for our Chicago white, what a weekend for the Chicago white Sox, who are now 22 and 33. Just when you thought they were back, uh, they turn in one of these performances in Detroit, uh, with me as always, my very good friend, uh, diehard Sox fan, Pat Hester. Hello, sir.
1: Nick, uh, happy Sunday night. Happy Monday morning to those that are going to listen tomorrow on Memorial day. Happy Memorial day weekend to all, uh, it's funny because we sat here last week, and and I, I don't know how much blame he does get, but we were praising Joe Kelly and how wonderfully he'd been, in and this past weekend obviously he had a rough one. Uh, not surprised, yeah. not surprised that you know he, he will get hit eventually. It wasn't going to be as uh, elite as he had been uh, for the for about a month or so, uh, but it was just unfortunate because there was two games that were probably in hand that. Slipped through our fingers. We we really snatched defeat from the jaws of victory twice.
0: Yeah. He uh, you know, I was listening to the uh the ending on Saturday on the radio. Uh Connor and DJ had the call, and, and they mm-hmm. basically said, you know, which hey, he's been lights out, it's just a matter of time. Uh it's gonna happen and but those pitches, I mean, they weren't very competitive that he was mm-hmm. thrown in there on, on Saturday. I mean, the velocity was up, but they were catching a ton of the plate, and yeah. Detroit was just ready for him. Uh, and then on Sunday, you know, he's on the mound again. I don't know what was going on with Luis Robert Jr. in center field, just kind no. of sliding around and let the ball get past him to Manderson for the second time in what a couple of weeks can't find the ears on the ball, tries to throw home before he actually has it. The fundamentals with this team, you know, just app, you know, nothing is going the way I thought they were going to go under Pedro Grifo. Um, things happen, things absolutely yeah. happen, but fundamentally here we are towards the end of May. And I'm still like, how is that still happening yeah. now? How are those, how are those mistakes continuing these lapses uh with this ball club. But um, Pat, I mean, what what are some takeaways here for you uh with this with this weekend series? Sacks lose three of four in Detroit. They wrap up their 13-game stretch against the AL Central going eight and five. Um, did you have any anything that really struck with you? Uh disappointments, excitements?
1: Well, I I think, well, the one thing that, that stood out to me is the obvious, the obvious that I tweeted about, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to watch a team score 12 runs in a night game and they're going to have a day game and they had a perfect game being thrown against them, I think through almost through six innings, he Mm -hmm. was broken up in the, in the fifth or maybe it was the sixth, whatever it was. I, I don't know what it. It doesn't matter if it's this team or, or or teams we've rooted for in the past. Different guys. Anybody that puts on that uniform and that ball cap and and they that's the situation that comes up. I don't know what happens with them and the ability to hit. You can't be the pitcher every time it comes out. They can't be facing the best pitcher in the world the next game and in that situation. So that's always what stands out to me. And and you just mentioned it, Nick, with the with the fundamentals. You have uh, Tim Anderson basically going from. Uh, from hero to zero uh, in a couple of innings, they talked about how great his instincts were on the base pads to score that. You know, go—I think it was the goal red run at that point. Was, was, was they went up mm-hmm. by a run? Went, went up five to four, whatever it was. A yeah. big run scored, mm-hmm. a lot of energy being shown. And then you have a, you have an opportunity to cut the uh, cut a guy down at the plate, and you can't make the play. It's just unfortunate. And and the reason why this team has to hit two home runs a game to be the ultimate deodorizer and when they don't mm-hmm. hit home runs and score if they don't have multiple run leads late in the game eventually their fundamentals will get caught will catch them up with them
0: yeah yeah uh, i mean friday friday was fun you know if you're able to watch it on apple tv uh double digit runs double digit hits uh nice bounce back after the series loss uh with geo on the hill which what a frustrating game that was i mean yeah. he looked uh, he just looked absolutely lost uh, so they come back and, and they pound a, a starter that they really should have pounded, a left-handed starter that had like maybe an ERA over seven. Uh, this is a guy that traditionally over the last few years, it felt like, man, hey, thank goodness there's a lefty on the mound. I think maybe it was 2020. Maybe that was the year where it was, wow, we just ate their lunch. Uh And it's yeah. it hasn't been as... Um, Magnificent, since but it, I feel like it still happens. There, there are guys that have pretty good numbers against left-handed pitching. Maybe I'm imagining that because I'm still thinking about that great 2020 year where yeah. the record we had against left-handed pitching it was insane. Mm-hmm. That was good to see them jump all over, uh, you know. And and Lynn, uh, what did he throw like 54 pitches or something in two innings? And he was able to kind of bounce back and. Uh, you know, and then classic, like you'd said, I mean, this, if you're new to White Sox baseball, you're like, what is going on with this team? How can you just pound a team like the Sox did and then show up, you know, hours later because it's a day game and look lifeless. That's who they are. That that is how it happens. I, I, I don't get it, but that is how it happens. A tale as old as time and they were, they were pretty much asleep for most of Saturday and uh, sheets got them going with that basis clearing double. And, you know, we covered kind of the downfall with Joe Kelly, but you know what i just continuing. Look, they are the record right now. Yeah. Exactly. 33. And, and that's who they are. Yeah. Yeah. They're playing in an AL central division and sure. It's tempting to think about a division championship and, you know, it doesn't seem like anybody kind of wants to win the division right now. And, Detroit playing some pretty good baseball, uh, and uh, for their you know, uh, in, in their world, you know, mm-hmm. and, and compared to the AL Central, uh, when we came into town. So, you know, they were very patient against the White Sacks pitching, pitching issued a ton of walks, uh, especially in the series opener. I mean, Gialito, yeah. just what seven walks he might have had. Yeah. Uh, and then on Sunday, the bookends, You got a guy like Dylan C's, Pat who he is, uh, you know, he's got that nasty slider, of course, Mm -hmm. Uh, and and he's throwing chase pitches, okay? He's throwing things that, well, this is how I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you to make a mistake, do something you don't want to do, and and they're not. They were not doing that. They had a lot of discipline, and when that is the case, your pitch count is going to skyrocket, you know? I mean, the amount of full counts he had and this, that, and the other. So I I guess I'm just – you know, I, I wanted, th- I wanted to think, Hey, th- this team's back. All right. They're back. They won three series in a row and <laughs> Hey, it's anybody's game in this central, but you, when you lose three or four to the tigers and, and you have that kind of effort, I'm, I'm sorry. Like I, you're 22 and 33 and, and I yeah, fail man. to really get excited until you you're over 500 and can stay over 500 and play consistent baseball and, and get and get big performances now from from the guys that we were supposed to get them from. T.A., yeah. Mankata, Robert, Aloy came back. Hopefully he can get going soon. So uh, it's a little bit of everything from my mind.
1: Well, I will say I was happy with the effort of coming back in two games when it looked like they had no business of being in those games. So it, it's unfortunate, again, that – this team just can't get out of its own way. And and the, give the Tigers some credit, too, because they just looked inspired. They looked like they felt like they were supposed to win three out of four games. They looked like they, I don't know, they looked intimidating for whatever reason. Who manages reason. I don't that know. team, by the way? Oh, I, it was somebody that, uh, somewhere there's a, a, a piece of paper that says White Sox manager, A.J. Hinch, that was uh, yep. that a little, got it out there a little early, um, but. It, it's it's um, it's it's just again a team that looks like maybe they have a little confidence going on that side of the uh, of the of the lines there, and I don't know. It, it didn't look like even today. I, I went into the the ninth inning and I didn't feel comfortable with it with it being five four. I didn't. I never feel comfortable anymore when it's Javier Baez coming up because mm. for as much as that guy uh, can can really look uninspired and do some really silly things on on the field. Uh, it seems like he gets up for us, and it doesn't matter if it's a little uh, chopper to the shortstop or whatever it might be. He always seems to be in the middle of it and igniting his team. So, uh, and and Badu, he just looks like he's a guy that's going to kill us forever in a day. So, I don't know. I, I I'd like to think that uh, this team is closer to what we saw uh, in Cleveland and less about what we've seen over the last two days, Nick. But. I don't know. Time will tell, I guess. Uh, There still is that opportunity to kind of execute uh, Hester plan. And that Hester plan is get to 10 under by the end of the month. That's still within shot and then cut it to five and then get back to 500 by July. I don't know if Mm. that'll happen, but there's still an opportunity for that to happen.
0: Uh, So we're a few days away from the end of May. Sacks are 14 and 12 right now uh, in the month. So they can, Go over five hundred for the month of May if they sweep the Angels. Uh, is that right? That would be, yeah, because May thirty first is your last game against the Angels, and then you have a day off on Thursday. So that that could happen. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, they are above five hundred. Sorry, yeah. so they're they're in good shape right now, uh, which is what we were talking about. I guess out of April is like, we'll win the month of May. Yeah. Uh, and and now you're talking about just climbing, um, you know, and trying to get to five games under 500.
1: By, by but, the end of June. I mean, I, I think it's somewhat doable because this team was, what were we coming into this month? I mean, again, eight you and can, 21 out of yeah. April. So you, you can, if you can cut it to 10 games under, and again, we're talking about a team that's floundering and is not very good. Okay. But again, I still believe that this division will wait for you in this and the teams in this division traditionally haven't been super aggressive at the break. And a lot of teams are going to be wondering, what are we supposed to do? We can probably still win this division without putting all our chips in. Do we want to sacrifice what we have in the farm system to maybe, you know, just, you know, get a, a win in the playoffs? There's, I don't think there's a good enough team out there, you know, and they, they, these, these organizations function mentally a lot like our organization does they're all the same it's like i don't know if we really want to spend a lot of money and make a lot of moves here it's we can win this as it is you know what i mean so it's gonna be a lot of teams doing a lot of same stuff i think as we get into Uh, july so i I was kind of wrestling with with that
0: idea um after today's game and i think maybe lately of like where am i at as as a fan like where what direction do i want to go um where's my hope lie and uh, there is a part of me pat and i'll admit it where i kind of want to see just this this team just tank you know i I just want to see the the l start piling up and for them to have to absolutely make a decision then by the trade deadline so they're out of it like there's there's not even a chance in the al central and they're and they just have to absolutely be sellers Because we need to pick a direction almost. And it looks in the future, things are murky. With guys that are going to be leaving after this season, guys like Tim Anderson, which I don't know where he's going to be at um, in in terms of what uniform will he be wearing after this season. Well, I mean, look, he could be a guy – what I'm saying is they might move, you know, if it's to the point where we're not in it right now and he's – but he's also got to be playing pretty well. That, that's the other thing, Yeah, you know, and, and unless somebody says, well, we know this guy's body of work. And, and we think like, we really need this type of guy. We think he's going to, we think we can uh, breathe some life in him, like like an LA Dodgers or something. Um, and then you got Giolito and others, but th- there's a part of me also that says to your point, this division is this division. Mm-hmm. And, and we can win this division. And is that, do you take solace in that? Do you, do you, does that make you feel comfortable and rosy? Like, well, you know what? We were at the top of a horrible mountain and that doesn't make us a very good team, but we survived it and we get to play, you know, we have playoff baseball, but the next few years are really confusing because I don't like, we we weren't able to get anything back for some of these guys that are going to walk.
1: Yeah. I'll tell you this, Nick. I think it's more about, um, and maybe this is a dumb way to look at it, but I think if you would go into it, if I did, anyway, and I won't see you. I won't speak for you, but for me, uh, to just say, if we won this division somehow, some way, by hook or by crook, and and we get in the tournament, that you just go, nah, oh, man, we missed an opportunity to cash in on some guys. We're gonna get it bounced early anyway. We don't go to the playoffs that often, Nick. If we're another if we're a fan of another team and we're fans of the Yankees, and it's like, oh, we got no shot this year, because you can go fall fall back on the fact that you know we'll probably be back in it again the year after year after year, and we've got 27 or whatever it is, world championships. We've seen a lot of success. We can let this one go by the waysides and just let it let it be, and and, and maybe we'll build for the next year and, and and do the right baseball thing and make the right baseball moves. But this organization is so um, you know lack of actual postseason appearances. I don't think that you just take that for granted and you go, well, you know, we'll just see what happens next year. I I'd rather, I much would rather just win this division, get in, knowing that we'd be a, a huge underdog against anybody we play. And, you know, maybe the good Lord shines on us and we catch fire somehow in some way, shape or form. That, that's what I'd rather do. I, I it's probably a dumb business way to look at it from a from a sports business aspect and wanting to build your team for the future. But again, I also look at it as I don't I have zero trust for the people making those decisions. So you might as well just try and get in.
0: Well, I, I agree with that. I, I, I don't trust uh, Han. I don't trust Williams. I don't trust anybody in this front office, uh, especially Jerry Reinsdorf, to figure out what the correct decision would be if they were to be sellers and, and set this team up for success uh, for the next few years and beyond. But uh, what you just said reminds me of, of this quote. And, and I, I'm glad you had kind of said that because I had this quote prepared uh, about a month and a half ago or so. Jerry Reinsdorf went to that, I don't know, owner's conference or he mm-hmm. spoke at some kind of thing. I don't know why they asked him to speak. And, you know, he doesn't open up his mouth. Too often for the for the reasons why, because he's just so tone deaf, and the things that he started waxing on about, it just seemed clueless. Uh, but he did hit something that I that I I'm kind of you know I'm, I'm wrestling with here, and this was one of his quotes: uh, "Sports is a business of failure. Only one team is going to win every year. But the fact that you finished second or third or fourth, it doesn't mean you had a bad year. I think the important things for fans is." While they want you to win championships, they want you to know that when you get to the last month of the season, you still have a shot. You're still playing meaningful games. If you can do that consistently, you'll make your fans happy. And, and that's really where we are here. I, I feel like this season is a perfect Jerry Reinsdorf quote. It, yeah. it mirrors that. Because really w- what could happen with this division is we are going to have some exciting baseball Maybe in Mm -hmm. late august and in september because at the trade deadline we might be three games out of the central we might be four games out i don't know and it's just they're gonna say well you know we're not gonna make moves right now um we're we're gonna stay uh stay the course unless they white flag trade it you know They, they do something like that um and that would come from some sort of, you know, business sense or, you know, they would, they would mask it. So it seems like, well, we have no chance, but really it was because there was some financial thing going on that they didn't want to really address in the long run. Uh, But I I really think going off of that quote, that's, that's more of the road we're going down. Uh, I, I honestly, with this division, I don't think they're going to be buried uh, by the trade deadline. You know, I think it's going to be too close and there's yeah. still going to be a decent amount of baseball left with this division. The the only thing that could go horribly wrong, and it, it's possible, is that the schedule in June and July just eat the Sox up. Yeah, a- and then it becomes well, we're not playing the AL Central anymore. Uh, we're actually playing some big boy teams, and we realize we we or the Sox step up to the plate. And, you know, and everybody is uh, clicking on all cylinders. I don't know, man. These these different roads and these different paths and directions make it really maddening.
1: Yeah. Well, it, and what's going to be really maddening, and you talked about this the division, and a reason I'm looking over like this weirdly and going <laughs> off screen is because I'm looking at the schedule, yeah. and I'm just looking at September's schedule. There's 16 games that they have against the AL Central, but it's all in the front half. all the front half. So the last, uh, the back half of September and into October, the first, uh, day in October, I think it is, uh, Washington, Boston, Arizona, San Diego. So you have no games against your division to end the year. So those first that, again, this as assuming that we've been able to come back and make it competitive and, and we've gotten through the trade deadline, maybe we've you know done nothing or added, certainly not just, uh, you know, got it down to the studs again. It's going to be really hard to win a division at the end, Nick, if you're not playing teams within your division the last two weeks. So you really, it's really make, and again, with the, the way the schedule is with the balanced schedule, playing less games against your division also doesn't help this team now. Now you had mentioned, what did we go uh in this, this stretch against AL central teams? It was eight, eight and five, eight, eight and five. Now, if you zoomed out and we talked about that last week and and I, again, this old, old radio sports radio conversation, if I had told you this, what would you have said? So if I would have told you they'd go eight and five against AL central, you would have probably said, given what they've looked like, you say, okay, that's acceptable. It's not great. It, it's uh, to me, it would be somewhat what acceptable, but when you watch it and see how it all unfolds, it's completely unacceptable because you had two games that you that slipped through your fingers, and those are those are big games. Those are that's a what two, four, six, that's a that's a four game swing, right, mm-hmm. in terms yeah. of where you're at versus the Tigers. So I don't know, it's uh, it's really it's going to be really tough with the the, the the amount of games we have against the, the division, the way it ends up. And, and the way that the schedule is going to really line up, that's going to work against you.
0: You got, you got to win those types of games. You know, you, you got to win this game (sighs) on Sunday. You absolutely have to, you know, Mm -hmm. no surprise to anybody that the Sox couldn't get the ghost runner in, in the 10th inning. Um, that's not a surprise. And, And it's not a surprise that Detroit was able to, um, you know, Saturday, real heartbreaker. Um, Yeah, I I thought they were going to bounce back with Cease on the mound, who was like 10-0 and or some crazy number lifetime against Detroit. I mean, he threw 102 pitches through four innings. I mean, you're just giving us no chance here. Yeah. Uh, It's really – and the previous outings for Cease have been efficient. Three strikeouts. Mm -hmm. That means his pitch count hasn't gotten high. He's been going – five, six, I think six, he's gone the last few outings. That's what I'm looking for. You know, it, uh, hey, let's talk, let's talk positive in terms of pitching. And and then I want to get your thoughts on, well, there's two positives, but I want to get your thoughts on guys playing out of position. What's going to happen here now uh, with, you know, Lloyd being back, Andrews maybe on his way back any day now, all that stuff. Uh, Michael Kopech has become just a beast, and last two outings, he's gone 15 innings, um, 19 strikeouts, zero runs, handful of hits, one walk. I mean, back-to-back outings, Royals, uh, Cleveland. He is on the mound Monday on Memorial Day against the Angels with the Sox coming back in town for a six-game homestand. He is fun to watch right now. Talk about a guy who's just oozing confidence, trusts his stuff, just filling up the zone with a fastball, first pitch strike constantly. Here's what I got. I'm coming right at you. He is working quick. I mean, you know, everybody's working quick, but he's working even quicker than you're supposed to with this pitch clock. Uh, He has been a joy to watch. Uh, It's going to be fun to see what he's got in store on Monday night.
1: Yeah, he's got that poise on the mound right now, Nick. Like he, nothing phases him. He he knows exactly what pitch he wants to execute and what count at what time, and he's putting it exactly where he wants to put it. And it, the most devastating thing is that the breaking ball in the zone is on, an unhittable pitch. And he's like, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll even tell you, I'm gonna throw it to you. You won't be able to hit it because that's how confident I am with it. It is, it it's devastating. And now, can you? can you package this up and have this over an expanded period of time? It's been, you know, really two great outings in a row. It's probably not going to go that way, unfortunately tomorrow, but can we get something close to that? Because that would be fantastic. And then you feel like a lot better about the trade that went down years ago, because again, the hype that this guy got just getting here. And then it kind of went up like a firecracker. It was it was in the air, and then it blew up because of the injury, and then the you know the, a lot of controversy surrounding him in his personal life. A lot of people, you know, giving him a hard time for the you know the the, the sitting out during the COVID year and not wanting to participate, not having to come back, and not pitching for God was it two years or whatever it was, not really knowing what we had. He had shown some great flashes out of the bullpen, though. And, and we really were excited about a lot of those opportunities and now coming back, seeing it come full circle, working his way into being a starting pitcher. I hope this is the ascend, right? We just hope it's not like once in a while type of thing. He's not going to be this dominant every outing that we know that, but we see the talent, we salivate over it. We get excited for the next start for Michael Kopeck. and, uh, Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing pitch tomorrow. It's going to be great. Uh, Again, I don't know what to expect. The Angels are coming in. Uh, They've got a lot of talent on that roster, obviously. So this would be a little bit of a step up in terms of offensive talent versus what we saw, you know, in the Guardians and the Royals. But it'll be a good test for him. And again, to stay within himself, continue to have that poise and focus and and, and be in the zone like you talked about. Don't mess around. Go after guys and be aggressive in the zone.
0: You know, in terms of stuff, um, you know, you're again, you're not going to have that A plus stuff all of the time. He he has kind of had it back to back outings. I think the Royals, it was like A plus plus. Cleveland, yeah. it was A, and so I I, I think he's st- what I think you're going to get from Kopech is the confidence still. Yeah. I, something has something has unlocked with that, and he is Mister Mindfulness, where he is really focused on a balance between mm-hmm. baseball and personal life and stepping away and being able to just turn things off and be uh, just be at peace, which yeah. I, man, that is tough to do. He's been working at it. And I think he needs that. He absolutely yeah. needs that, uh, you know, to be successful on the mound. And it just seems like something has now all lined up for him with, with outside of life and, and baseball and health. And he just believes in himself. He believes in what he's got. He trusts. He he doesn't. He's not worried of where this ball is going to go when it releases my hand, my my fingers. You know, like I don't know if I can make hit that spot. He is just believing he can, and he's working with Sebi, which I think that should continue on Monday. It seemed like they have a good relationship right now. Um, so that's what I think you'll get out of him. Now, will his curveball be, you know, be off the table? You know, will, will he have that type of spin? Will he, will, will it be that sharp? I don't know. Like th- those are the different things where you could just, pitchers will just say, it just left my hand, it left my fingers, and it was just like it felt effortless. It was biting exactly how I wanted it, it went where I wanted. That is the stuff that could change on an outing to outing and sometimes control, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I worry about with Michael Kopek um, is the control because he's some once he gets off the rails it's very difficult to get him back on uh, and he's had the control in his favor just one mm-hmm. walk and in 15 innings uh something like that the velocity the, all that stuff is has, has just been so great um so yeah it's like okay we'll we'll now do it a third time uh, angels are I think 28 and 25 five and a half games out in the al west we should miss otani in the series but you know, Angels have, have got some guys that can play. You know, they, yeah. got, they got a team, obviously, uh, that's got some superstar uh, capabilities on it. And it's going to be very different than the AL Central. Mm. Uh, another guy that's returning, uh, I saw it on, on, on Sox social media not too long before we uh, hit record, is, is Liam Hendricks. Um, mm. He is going to be back. And so, uh, you know, an evening game, Memorial Day, Socks back on, in town. You could could people flood for for the Liam Hendricks return, uh, and then you've got Kopeck on the mound. It's going to be a beautiful day. It could be a nice crowd on Monday.
1: It, well, it could and should be. I mean, if I was able to go to this game, I would just just because of Liam Hendricks, whether he's gets in the game or not. Just being able to be there in the building, he should get a fantastic ovation and who knows uh, i i mean i would like to think it seems like he's he's been a good clubhouse guy it seems like he is but you never know how he's got you never know how that kind of personality goes with the the team all the time if it works really well or if if it's a guy that kind of like it just wears on you after a while because he is who he is but he's a seemingly a fantastic dude right but you know there there are dudes that are fan, seemingly fantastic dudes that just wear on people after a while. I don't know. I don't know what what people think about him in the clubhouse, really. But I ho- if, if he is a guy that we'd like him to be or think that, that he is, him just being there maybe could be an emotional lift for this team, right? I mean, listen, no, absolutely. If, you can't, sure. if you can't get inspired to play your best damn baseball because of this guy, I, I don't know what's going to get you inspired to play hard. And, and I hope that it can spark this team in some way, shape, or form The problem is, you know, it's hard to have inspirational leaders that are one or pitchers because they're only out there every fifth day, and especially a a relief pitcher that, you know, a a closer at that, that may not get an opportunity, you know, all the time. He might not be in every day or he's in the bullpen most of the game. So I don't know. I don't know how much you draw from that. I mean, his presence
0: is there. You know, he's around the team. He's You know, he seems to be mixing it up with with just about everybody over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. Uh, A guy you absolutely want Uh, the talent, of course, uh, you know, the resume speaks for itself and just the the spirit, you know, Mm -hmm. just the human, the humanity. I mean, he is such an unbelievable uh, person. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, he's back, uh, it sounds like it, uh, on Monday, and, and, and we'll see, you know, we'll see what we got. But, you know, he was talking recently, like, look, I, I, I almost to the effect, and I don't want to put words into his mouth, but, like, I, I don't want anybody feeling sorry for me. Like, I am still, I, I, I wouldn't be back here if I wasn't knowing what I could do, because mm-hmm. like, I'm such a competitor, and, you know, I'm going to be mad at myself if I'm walking guys or if I'm giving up hits, like I'm holding myself to a pretty high standard here. Um, and and I think like if he didn't think, or if the Sox didn't think he was a hundred percent, then I don't think they would put him out there. Right. Yeah. Like that, that would not be fair. That would not be the right decision. So uh, not just to bring him back to give like a boost, but bring him back because you can provide like you yeah. are kicking butt right now. Um, and we want you, you're part of this team. And, and you're an amazing reliever. So, yeah. you're back, you're healthy, great. Welcome.
1: What do you what do you envision? So, I'm going to paint you a picture here. He comes in and he's closing the game out and he's got the first two outs and it's Otani up for the third out. How hard do you think he's throwing a fastball in that situation?
0: Oh, he, he'll hit 100. He'll hit 100 miles an hour. There's no question about that. Um if it'll be in the zone, I don't know. That thing might just go flying, you know, to the backstop <laughs> or something. Um, he'll be juiced. He'll be, he'll be just so pumped and, yeah. you know, you know, every, everybody behind him is going to be wanting to make that play to close down a, a tight game to get him a save. If that's the opportunity, um, it, it's exciting, you know, yeah. just to paint those pictures of what, of what we could be watching here, uh, this coming series here. <coughs> um, Let me ask you a question uh,
1: just to uh, yeah, maybe just off the beaten path. I just, cause an interesting thing that uh, was floating around the office was people talking about wanting to go to the series or games during the series because the angels are in town, but people being upset that uh, thinking that we'll miss Otani pitching against us. And does it, how does, as you as a fan, because I, I don't know if I've ever asked you this type of question before. I don't really know. Would you go to a game for the opposing team's star and go, Oh, I got to go to that game because of this. I feel like that happens a lot. Like it used to happen a lot in the NBA all oh, you know, the, the, the Knicks are in town and it's Patrick Ewing or it's whoever, right. They're they're in town and the big stars coming to town. Uh, How do you, how do you feel about that?
0: You know, I I think if I had to choose a a game in a series and I, and I was able to look ahead and I said, well, you know, again, if I didn't go to a lot of games, right. If I just had like a few games that I could choose from, I would probably look to see what kind of pitching matchup it was. and, and, in terms of did they have a superstar on their team that I have not seen before that I would like to watch in person pitch. Um, mm-hmm. Last year, I went to see the Sox play the Angels, and Otani did not pitch, but he hit. And mm-hmm. I got to see him hit, and he got sat down. Um, you know, I, I don't think he did much against the Sox in, the, in that game that I was at. Um, Sox pitching handled him well. I was at the uh, Chris Sale, you know, Jose Quintana game several years ago when yeah. Chris Sale first came back in a Boston uniform. And I think I purposely wanted to go to that one just to see Sale. And yeah. I wanted to see that whole, you know, comeback thing. I, I've seen Verlander um, because I wanted to see Verlander, hmm. you know, it was like, this was years ago when he was with Detroit and it was just, he was shut. He was like, I, I, I'd wanna, I want to, I want to see how the socks line up against this guy because yeah. he was so dominant uh, years ago. And then, you know, mid to that late two thousands. Um, so it's not something that I'm like, you know, I, I have to do that. Um, mm-hmm. m- I'm such a pitching geek, you know, that yeah. for trout. Sure. You know, you're, you're watching, you know, generational talent. Um, but Hitching, I, I like seeing that I, I yeah. like seeing that live like what they're able to do and how they make uh Sox hitters look and and all that kind of stuff and 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 in the other sense you know when we've had dominant pitchers on our you know, show up for Copec on yeah. Monday you know because he right now he's in a zone mm-hmm. uh, but years ago it was you know course sale days right it's like mm-hmm. you try to what you try to go for a Chris Sale game and last year it was Dylan Cease, absolutely. And a, and a few years ago it was like, well, Giolito's on the mound, you know that's going to be a win. Uh, so there's been those moments where, if you're if you're hemming and hawing, like on a on a game for the series, like yeah, I I, I will always look at the pitching matchups.
1: Yeah, I and mean, you just said something very interesting uh, that I think is uh, think about where this team could be right now if this was the case. You talked about Giolito a couple years ago and how dominant he was. <laughs> Sees how dominant he was last year and how Kopech how he is now. These guys are all still on the same team, you know. Wouldn't it be yeah. nice? <laughs> wouldn't it be how, amazing how one, Pat? if you had the best um, of all of them right now?
0: 2021 Carlos Rodon. I wow, mean, that was like you, you wanted to go to a Rodon yeah. start. I, I saw yeah. his no hitter, yeah. uh, you know, you, you were looking at the schedule like, Oh, we got a Rodon game, like this is gonna be fun. Yeah, he's he's, he's dominant right now. Yeah, it, it, it's it's, it's sad that not everybody's been clicking at the same time with the starting yeah. rotation. Um, they've, they've had these different years at different times, different moments. Um, you know, I'm not done with C's. It's just, oh, the pitches, man. Uh, Sydney mm-hmm. brought it up in the comments on, on, on YouTube here. It's the amount of pitches. It's the high pitch total. If you can't get out of past four or five innings – that's a problem, you yeah. know, but he is a strikeout pitcher. And when you've got that, you know, when you've got that chase stuff or that wipeout stuff and, and, and they're just not biting, well, you're, you're in a deep, you're
1: in some problems, yeah. you know,
0: and he had eight strikeouts on Sunday, but 102 pitches through four innings. I'm sorry. Um it's
1: not going to get it done, Nick. That's no. going to be, that's going to be a long day for your, your bullpen. And there's no off day, obviously. Uh, yep. going to a game tomorrow so yeah uh, didn't put us in the best position for sure Uh
0: talking about best position and where where these you know folks should be playing a uh, lot of chatter about Jake Berger playing second base to the mm-hmm. point where it's now I I believe it's just a foregone conclusion it's going to happen any day now he was taking some ground balls uh, in Detroit before uh, some of the games it, it has talked about it how this is this is, you know, again, look, the more they talk about it and there's now video being shown of him, it's going to happen, right? Uh, and this is because Aloy Jimenez is coming back, had, came mm-hmm. back on Sunday, yeah. got put right there in right field, and Daryl Van Scoven of the Chicago Sun-Times had a great write-up after after this game. It, it, it was very, I thought it was very funny, like some of the, the lines he wrote about. Basically, the Sox gave Aloy exactly what he wanted. Mm -hmm. Malloy does not want to DH, hates to DH, wants to play right field. It's like, okay, we're going to submit to defense. We we are going to absolutely say surrender. We don't prioritize defense. You want to be in right field, go be in right field. Jake Berger, we got to find a way for your bat to get in. Eh, Just be serviceable there. Be a warm body at second base. Yeah. Uh, we'll figure out the defense later. That's how the Sox have operated over the last several years. So where do you where do you see this roster, uh, this line of construction now, with maybe even Elvis Andres coming back, a Romy Gonzalez that's been hitting lately, and a Gavin Sheets that when he does hit uh, or he does get opportunities, he seems to produce. But yeah. I don't know where he's going to play regularly.
1: <sighs> Boy, well, um, <sighs> This is very this is very interesting because they they there was years back it was a couple years ago I think they were talking about Jake Birdie. There was video in spring training of uh, not even in a game but like like in a dome somewhere you know on a turf field just yep. making the turn in terms of you know yes, getting flips yes, and, yes, yeah, and throwing yeah. to first from second. Yeah. There was some chatter about it then. It's like if that was really something that should have been done. And again, different people in charge now in terms of a manager, but boy, you'd think they would have just stayed with it and, and said, you know let, we're going to keep putting you out there at second base and give you the opportunity to grow into that position. But then they went out at the 13th hour and got Elvis Andrews. That never materialized. So, uh, boy, oh, boy, Jake Berger's batting in the lineup, especially at home, makes a hell of a lot of sense. Uh, this team isn't uh, world beaters when they have their best defenders on the field anyway. So maybe they just say, "Yep, yeah, the hell with it. We're, we suck anyway." The only opportunity we have to, to to win games is, like I said before, we have to employ the multi home run uh, plan in order to win games. And hopefully, there's there's people on base when we're hitting these home runs. So we have to have our biggest boppers in the lineup. I, you know what? Uh, I I enjoy watching softball, Nick. Uh, beer league softball is fantastic. I think that's I think that's what we're going to be getting, right? Uh, 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 White Sox yeah. beer and brews that they always advertise. They, yeah. they should do that every night. Here we go.
0: But if you're not if you're not producing offensively, then at least be a defensive solid team, you know, uh, because they have to win on the margins. This team, you know, it just doesn't feel like they are an eight, nine, seven run team. They're just not, I mean, they'll, they'll explode for double digits and then they'll be quiet for like three games. Uh, I don't know what their averages of runs scored, but knowing what they're, uh, where they rank in all of baseball, they've got to be in the bottom third, uh, offensively mm-hmm. uh, with runs scored because that's where everything else is for them. So, you got Clint Frazier. Where is he going to go? Who's going to? Who, wh- you know what move is going to be made? Is, is Romy going to be gone? Is is Fraser going to be gone? Hanser Alberto hanging around. Andrews might come back. There, this and the sacks made. This is the situation that the sacks made them for themselves. You know they held on to all these guys. Yeah, uh, they they thought you know. You know we're going to have all these different guys, and and we've got uh, all this depth to play with. But I don't think this is when you've got five guys, you got nobody. You know, it it, it just doesn't feel right.
1: Well, Nick, I, I wish I could answer your your question ultimately and say how how should it be constructed. I have no idea. I, I really don't. But I think it'll be. What's interesting. the bad it'll of make-
0: those guys, Pat? Yeah, Burger Sheets, um, I guess. Fraser Romy. Uh, Hanser who's the bat that you have to absolutely have to have who's the guy that you're making room for and moving uh,
1: miles well I, I'd like to say it was Burger, but he didn't have all that uh, great of a weekend but you know you're going to go through stretches where things aren't going to go your way what do you strike out five times in the one game uh, oh I can't remember goodness. what day it was yeah um, so you know there's been some uh, valleys there's been some peaks as well yeah, uh, today he should have had a, any other ballpark would have hit a home run to center field. Unfortunately it was in Detroit. So maybe he's coming back around. I, I think he's the bat that you make room for. It, it just seems to be, I, I feel confident for whatever reason that when he's up at, the, uh, uh, up at the plate, something good is going to happen. I can't say that for other, other guys in this lineup. I really can't. I feel good when Jake burgers in the batter's box. So, uh, I, I think he's the one you make room for. I, I Romy Gonzalez, I, I, again there's been some there's been some good, certainly. He's certainly gonna be a better defender. Um, I don't think I think he's got a spot. I just don't know if it's gonna be up here in Charlotte.
0: Who are you done with? Who, who who's the guy of that collection that I, I named recently that you're just like, you know what? I, I think it's about time that you are kicked to the curb. I I, I don't know how we can go about doing that, but You'd like that to happen if it could.
1: Well, I don't know if there's anybody that I'm like completely done with. Like I'm done with. It. I mean, Hanser Alberto, uh, there's no love lost there with Hanser Alberto. I mean, he probably draws the short end of the stick with me. I think again, I think Romy Gonzalez. There's some something there. Uh, he's a young enough player. He's athletic enough. He can he can play pretty good defense. He's shown some power. I think that's something that you go. Maybe we do want to see a little bit more of this, right? This is a guy that's our our guy. Uh, there's an opportunity there. Maybe it's just not up with a big club right now. Maybe more at bats type of thing. But Alberto, I mean, a veteran guy that wasn't really part of this team uh, up until recently. I, I guess that's a guy that would draw the short end of the stick. Really, am I wrong?
0: I don't think you're wrong. I just think he's such a Grafaule guy. I think yeah. he's on the team because of Pedro Grafaule, and and that's where I think he'll advocate for Pedro Grafaule. Grafaule has made comments about, you know, you got to play the cards that you're dealt, and I, I read between the lines of, well, he's talking about roster construction. He's talking yeah. about guys that he really didn't have a choice in the matter. Like, this is what you were given, but there were some guys that he kind of advocated for, and I, I think Hanser Alberto was one of them, to be on this team. He also had a really great cactus league. I mean, yeah. cactus league hero. Yeah. Yeah. And I, he unfortunately hasn't shown me much. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the problem, right? He's not going to be an everyday guy, but when he has had moments, I just feel defensively and offensively. I haven't seen enough, like for me to yeah. really, uh, cause the season evolves, The situation evolves. You know, there's, uh, yeah, I feel like uh, Lebowski, uh, the dude in in the big Lebowski, man, there's, you know, new information is on the table, man. There's been some new things have come to light. And I just don't think you're able to cut it uh, right now. Uh, We've got other guys that uh, are stepping up and that can handle the position we're getting more pop out of. And you kind of have to capture that, right? You've got to capture and get the most out of it when you're 11 games under 500
1: yeah and and maybe it's the guy that's coming back elvis andrews maybe that's the guy that you're ultimately done with <laughs> right i mean i, I mean he's so. not all the I way really back do. i, I yeah. think you give him a shot but i mean he, he was batting under 200 before he went down if memory serves correctly I, he was fantastic does he, if he
0: leaves, Pat, if they if they cut him loose, does he take the home run jacket with him in the hat? Because that was his concept well, idea. I mean, I say, think you know what you're going to have to come up with your yeah. own idea now. I, th- I think
1: I, th- I would. I'd be the jaded lover type person. I mean, I, I took things. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't in a ton of relationships as, as a youth, but uh I always got everything back. That, that you was always mine. took your home run. Oh hell back. yes. <laughs> jewelry that was purchased that's coming back with me i hope i have the receipts <laughs> well i just think he's not the
0: future of course and the, he's one of those guys that uh you know. look friend um i think it's the end of the road you know we've yeah. got some younger guys that have got a little bit more pop and you know we're not going to sacrifice anything defensively you're playing out of position as is i don't know i don't know where his place is I really don't. I know he's a great clubhouse guy, and we always lean on him <coughs> during his uh, his tough years with the Rangers when they had a rough start and they bounced back. And he's always good for those stories, like Elvis Andrews' story time. I don't <laughs> know if that's enough to keep you around. Um,
1: ah, that'd be great! Like a nice fireside chat with an Elvis <laughs> Andrews doing some s'mores and telling stories. <laughs>
0: About I, the I think Texas that's, Rangers, just what yeah, I want about the Texas Rangers and their bounce back. So, I don't know a lot, lot of decisions, Pat. This uh, you know, in the next few days, probably coming week, uh, there could be a whole different kind of lineup uh, and roster the next time we talk uh, after uh, this six game homestand, They got an off day on uh, Thursday, so it's three with Angels, and then you've got uh, three with Detroit, right? Yeah, and then an yeah. off day, and then off to New York. So. Uh, Shouldn't right back a to the central after this, but I think zeroing in exciting for Hendricks coming back, looking forward to that, seeing what that brings a uh, scene of Kopech can, can, continue his ways. And then I'm just really curious of, of how they're going, how Pedro Graffol and the coaching staff, uh, will line everybody up. And, uh, oh, also if Rick Hahn actually opens up his mouth during this, uh, beginning of this homestand and actually gets in front of the media.
1: What is the ch- what are the chances? What are you thinking? 50 50.
0: Yeah, I, I think he will just because he did into the previous homestand, and it, there's so much low-hanging fruit. He can just go off on on Hendricks and how yeah. great of a story that is, and you know, uh Socks had a better record in May and, you know, we're starting to get some guys healthy and, you know, the the way the division is constructed, uh, we could see potentially some success moving forward, something like that. Uh, as he fiddles with a water bottle and uh gets uh, very agitated when he's actually asked difficult questions.
1: Oh, so. you love you love a good <laughs> Rick. Can you get you've got to so you get your credential right from getting uh get, <laughs> getting samples getting food. of food. Yeah, yeah. can you sure. go, go back in and and be part of the media. You are the medium, you know, Maybe yeah. Can you just walk in there and me ask me some in. questions? I don't think
0: they'd let me in. Um they would screen, lock down and be like this guy obviously has it in for uh, Rick Han. So, Pat, I lost you. What? Where'd you go? <laughs> Pat just went completely black on me. All right. Uh, we're wrapping it up here, uh, for episode 222. Uh, if you joined us on our YouTube channel, really appreciate that. You can, uh, subscribe to the channel every Sunday night, usually 8 30. One of those times, uh, we try to go live. Uh, you can obviously find this uh, podcast everywhere you find. Uh, the podcast uh, once I get this edited up and sent it out. We're on Twitter at Good Guys TV. Uh, we've got a Facebook fan page. Have a great Memorial Day. Uh, safe, happy, uh, hopefully get out to some Sox games. Going to be beautiful weather. Uh, and thank you so much for joining us uh, on this episode. For Pat Hester, who's lost right now, uh, I am Nick morowski Until next time, go Sox.